Okay, I'm recording. Oh, me too. My laptop almost fell. Alrighty, welcome back. Oh, what? What? <laughs> We don't do this for a few weeks and we forget. I know. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Spooky State of Mind. Spooky. I am your, whatever, what are we called? Host? (laughs) Yeah, we're hosts. That's what I try to learn. I try to do something different. I am your host, Jasmine. (laughs) And I'm Alex. It's been um, a couple of weeks since we uploaded an episode, so we're back. Better than ever. Well, I wouldn't say that. I know. (laughs) We took a week off. For Thanksgiving and I was gonna do a mini sewed because Jasmine got really sick. Yeah. So like she me didn't my have weak voice. immune system. But then parenting happened and my kid was really sick. So I could not do anything. I'm really sick. I mean if you can't hear it from my voice, I'm still like really congested. I'm getting better. I'm at that point where it's just like a residual cough because I had bronchitis a few times when I was younger and just like seasonal asthma. So it's when I have a cough, it just gets really bad for a really long time. I still have mocos, so. Oh yeah, me too. You hear me sniffling. So we just got back a week ago from California. And when we left, I was feeling great. I was feeling fine. My kid just had like a little, like she had the sniffles and that was it. My nephews were really sick and they got her really sick. And then she got them really sick with her little cold. And I'm like, sorry guys. So everyone was like super sick. Yeah, I was pretty sick. Like, I had gotten a cold the week before Thanksgiving. So I was trying to just take as much medicine as I can so that by the time Ale came and and the holiday, you know, my family and all, I was feeling better. But then I kind of got everybody else sick. And then just as I thought as I was getting better, the day came when I went to go see Ale. And all of a sudden, I got even worse. I got, like, a really bad migraine, which never really happens to me so my eyes started hurting so badly i had to go inside because ale had a little uh party a little get together i had to go inside and your mom turned off the lights because my eyes were just killing me and then we went inside to play some games and they had to dim the lights for me because it was just so bad but when we were like playing and i was all lively and you know laughing and stuff i felt better But as soon as we left and I came home, it just all came back. My eyes were crying just involuntarily because of this migraine. It was so bad. I I went to bed. I was like, I can't do anything. Looking at my phone hurts. Having the lights on hurts. Like everything hurts. I knocked out. And I think that migraine lasted all the next day. So that was Saturday, then Sunday. And by the time Monday rolled around, my head didn't really hurt. But my eyes were still hurting. Like I couldn't even roll my eyes or if I'm looking to the side, I couldn't look to my side because my eyes were hurting so bad. Dude, migraines are the worst. Yeah, and and I never had one that bad. I had to take like twice as much medicine as what I'm used to. And I even told my mom, I was like, mom, what if I have a tumor? Oh my god. (laughs) Because I never get migraines, you know? So it was pretty bad. Well, it went away eventually and I'm feeling a lot better just with some fluids left inside me that I'm trying to expel out. (laughs) I just have a really bad cough left and like a little bit of congestion. Yeah. And I took a COVID test and it came back negative. So maybe it was just kind of a bad cold for me. I did get a fever. Look, or I guess our parents don't, mine for sure do not believe in fevers. And I told my mom. Really? Yeah. I was like, can you touch me? Like, I feel hot. And she's like, you feel fine. Like a little warm, but you're fine. And I'm just like... No, I have a fever. I know I do. I was like, I wish I had a thermometer. She's like, actually, we do have one. So she busts it out and I checked that shit. 
100.3. And I was like, I think that's a fever. And I looked it up and it said it was a fever. And I was like, but it I, it didn't feel like it was bad. I just felt warm. I was like, I feel hot. I feel like I have like a slight fever. And yes, that is a slight fever because I Googled it. It gave me what temperature you should have when you do it through your mouth, your armpit, or your <laughs> I did the mouth for the record. Yeah, rectal is 100.4. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that one because of my kid. I don't remember about the mouth one, but no, it said that it was a slight fever, which is exactly what I thought. I was like, I don't feel like it's bad. Like, I need to do something. I actually don't know what the threshold is for adults, what a fever is. I only know what it is for kids. Cause... I think it was like, I don't know if it was like 99 point something or like 100, but I just knew it was like barely like above that. So, and I was like, that's exactly, I do feel like I have a slight fever, but it wasn't, you know, anything too bad. So I was like, oh God, now I need to do something to make sure this doesn't get worse. And I just went to bed and the next day I felt better. Yeah. A few days ago, sometime last week, it was the peak of Quinn's cold. It was so bad. Her fever was 101.6. Like, pobrecitas, like it was so bad. Her mocos were coming out. Skip forward a few seconds if you don't want to hear about my kids' bodily fluids, but like her mocos were super green. There's a reason they call kids mocosos because it's just like they're just everywhere and I was like sucking them out with like the nose Frida and like she hates it and I was like I'm so sorry baby like just I want you to be able to breathe but it was just a cold so I wasn't too worried. Mm. I don't know if I had a fever at any point. Probably did. I don't check my temperature I though. don't really either but I can tell when I feel like hot and I'll say like I, I feel I don't feel right and it feels like I have a bubble of heat around my head so that's that's how I felt um is that gonna be our little rant in the beginning or whatever I guess I mean how was your week how's work uneventful <laughs> nothing interesting really ever work happens work. at work yeah I mean it might be if I still worked at a staffing agency but I no longer do so nothing interesting really where do you work now I work at a tax company oh okay you've been there for a while since March yes Okay, I was like, what? What do you mean? Did you switch jobs? What is that, nine months now? I've been there nine months. No, I have not switched jobs. I really like it there. I can't can't complain. I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. Yeah, the one before that, you did not like. Everyone was really mean. Hell yeah, my, pfft, the owner was really mean. She was a bitch. And if one day she hears this, I hope she knows. I hate your stinking guts. Don't we all feel like that about like at least one of our bosses? Man, she had no sense of urgency, bro. Like I called her because the office was like freezing. It was winter time, like the beginning of the year. And it was like raining and hailing and fucking 50 degrees outside and inside the office, it was colder. So we're all like, yo. And I called her and I was like, hey, what the hell do we do to turn on the heat? Then she goes, oh yeah, we don't have any heat. I don't have a, an account with the gas company. And I'm just like, can you do something about it? No, she didn't. She's like, you could bring your own heater. And I'm like, oh, so I got to bring my own little heater. You don't even allow me to close the door to my office in case some bullshit happens downstairs. So this heater is doing nothing for me pretty much. And your ass is inside in your home, nice and warm. And you don't give a fuck about us enough to call the gas company to open an account. You got me fucked up. I don't think that, I don't think that's legal. I think you yeah, need to Yeah, I'm pretty sure heat. that wasn't legal, but I'm glad I'm no longer there. <laughs> yeah, my old boss was just a bitch. 
Yeah, we didn't do anything. This lady was crazy. I thought I had had the worst job already, but nope, not at all. Then I encountered her, and her family didn't work there that much anymore, and I hear they were just as bad. I'm like, God. Jeez. You know, my old boss was just crazy. I'm not saying names. I'm not saying what company I worked for, because I don't know if I'm allowed to badmouth them. She was having an affair with someone else in the office. Ooh, girl. It just, Ooh. everyone fucking knew. And she was like, no, he's my best friend. And if she's listening to this, I'm sorry, we all fucking knew. It's like, no, he's just my best friend. We're just best friends. And I'm like, mm-hmm, sure. Oh, did you also call him your work husband and then just say that was your best friend? Yep. <laughs> I used to play into the whole work husband, work wife thing, but no more. No more. I'm sorry. Like, personally, if I'm, if I'm I don't somebody, like it. Yeah, if I work with the dude and he calls me his work husband, no, bro, I don't do that shit no more. Jazz doesn't have, like, work with other people, but if he did and a woman called him that, hell nah. <laughs> yeah, I had a work husband, but my work husband was Jen. Oh, I've had, yeah, I've called Jen. women work husbands before. <laughs> she was my work husband and I was her work wife, like yep. 100%. That was the dynamic of our relationship and it just, it worked. Yep. And I remember there was this guy who worked there and he, he was new and he came to our department just like asking for help all the time. Honestly, I think he got hired under like false pretenses because I'm pretty sure he lied. <laughs> like yep. about like his experience and we stuff. So we were con- a little. <laughs> But like, if you've never had experience and you're going to walk in there and be like, I've been a lawyer, like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. So it was just kind of like, and I'm just like, you can ask so many other people. Why are you coming into like our department? And pretty sure it's because he had like a little crush on me oh. because he called me his work wife one time and Jen turned around so fucking fast and I was like, imagine. excuse me. That's my work wife. Because she was like, we sat like so close. And I was just like, uh, bro. And I'm just, oh my God, I remember. It's, he, I'm pretty sure he thought I, I liked him or something. Because I always gave him. I So on Wednesdays, I always went to Dunkin' Donuts on my lunch break. Because I got a free coffee and $2 for 10 donut holes. So it was my Wednesday treat. Oh no, please don't tell me he thought you liked him because you brought donuts. I always gave him the chocolate donuts because I don't like chocolate. No one in my department liked the chocolate donuts. And he would always come. So I was like, do you want them? You can have them. He's like, I love chocolate. And I'm like, cool, take them. And I was just like, sorry, bro. Oh like, my God. No one wants these. I just know he pictured a whole life with you. He made up a whole scenario in his head, how you guys were together and had a family. And I'm just like, <laughs> uh, broski. And it's like, oh, well, you know, you're really nice, you know, and all this stuff to me. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm a nice person person and it's just like oh well why do you always help me because you fucking come to my desk asking for help i feel like you and i are very like predictable like you could just tell what kind of people we are based on your like initial interaction with us and i feel like it's very obvious that we're the type of women that if we're into you we're not gonna do any of that little nice shit we're probably gonna be up front and be like you want to go out and grab a drink you want to do something I messaged work, Gary not do first. no little nice shit like I messaged him first I saw what I liked and I was like I'm going for it although I'm going for it exactly I'm I'm the same way like 
We're not doing any of these little nice things to try to throw a hint at you. Although he did think I didn't like him because I ghosted him. And that was just because I didn't want to come across as needy because I really liked him. So I was trying to be like, how do I play it cool? But like, I really like him. How do I play it cool? And I was like, I don't want to scare him off. And then it turned into me. She's talking about Gary, not not the guy in the office. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about my (laughs) husband. It all worked out. But yeah, no, like the guy in the the office, he was new. He had just moved from across the country, you know, like fresh start, you know. And so when he came, he was like telling us a sob story about how he has no friends and like no family over here and you know he's trying to you know like make it on his own so it's like oh yeah like we'll be really nice to you like and it wasn't just me that's the thing it was like my entire department was really nice to him you know we're like because we're co-workers why are we gonna be assholes to each other exactly look one thing about californians we are assholes in passing like you cut us off we'll tell you off we you look at us wrong while you're walking down the street if i don't know you i'm gonna probably be an asshole to you but if you get to know me or anyone else we're nice yeah we're nice in the work field we're nice and it's, it's like that but uh, otherwise if you're a stranger yeah in california we're assholes <laughs> So I get it why you would be nice to him. I, I would be the same way. Like you're telling me this sob story about how you have no friends, no family, but you know, like you miss them all. And it's like, okay, like here at work, I'll be nice. No to one you. told like, you to come to Cali. Go back. Yeah. And I'm just like, you want the donuts? I don't fucking care. <laughs> Those around the holidays and he's like oh well you know you're always offering me candy and i'm like i offer candy to everyone who comes into my cube because i had like a really big cubicle and because i was like a lead not a lead but like kind of a lead in my department and i was like bro i have it's candy that's on a bowl on the corner of my desk <laughs> it's not there for oh, you poor dude <laughs> It's there for everyone. Oh my God. See, this is what happens when we're gone for too long. We have just too much, too many things to say. Yeah, this is from like years ago also. And I'm just like, damn, broski. Oh, by the way, I was very happily married at this time. I mean, even if you weren't. Yeah, no, I was not interested. Yeah. Not one bit i was happily married and at that time my husband and i were trying to conceive that's funny I, oh my god oh i just had somebody message me I, I don't know if i told you actually probably not i shared a picture on instagram from high school i don't know if you saw it with my bangs and i was like who let me do oh that god, yes apparently everybody loved the bangs i got many messages saying they thought it was cute and it actually like fit the curls and it wasn't that bad so i'm like okay cool good to know then i don't know i'm not gonna allow anyone to make fun of me for that anymore <laughs> but i'll still make fun of you i know not because it looked bad but just because it's you it's high school <laughs> Somebody messaged me and was like, damn, who's that? And I was like, oh, it's an old picture. And he's like, oh, was that in middle school or high school? Because we went to school together for those years. He moved away sometime in high school and then revealed to me afterwards that he had a crush on me. So I was like, oh, whatever, you were not. Even if you were still around, I would never. Like, I just did not see him that way. But he messaged me and he was like, was that middle school or high school? I was like, no, bro, that was high school. Like, I was ugly in middle school like no and he was just like oh not even and so i was like all right i'm gonna cut this now because then it's gonna seem like i'm fishing for compliments like yes even i was ugly but i might not tell him that anymore and i was just like oh i feel like we were all ugly yeah like so awkward you're going through puberty it's like the early stages of puberty it's just a weird awkward time exactly so i was just like oh whatever and then he was like trying to talk to me and i was responding whatever and somewhere in there i mentioned that i was sick so this was when i had a cold 
And he was like, oh, tell your boyfriend to get your medicine. And I'm like, well, he is already. And he's like, oh, so I guess it's just you and me for the next hour. And I was like, you, me, and your wife. Oh, shit. Yeah. He married a girl that I also went to high school with. So I was like, whatever, you know. And he was like, oh, she's asleep. And I was. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like whatever dude like oh my god the tea and so i was just like whatever and then he started i don't know he was trying to just ask me questions and he asked me something about jazz and i was like you don't need to know that so i stopped responding the audacity yeah i was like why do you care so i ignored the message whatever a week later which was two days ago or whatever he sends me a reel on instagram and oh my god it was so cringe bro it was oh my god i was like what is this i was so like uncomfortable and i was just like um don't ever send me that again and he's just like okay sorry so i'm taking a shower and i'm like that is so inappropriate like first of all i wasn't even trying to entertain you i'm just trying to respond to your messages in the past like last week or whatever jazz already wasn't happy that i'm that obviously this man was trying to flirt and i responded back So I was like, I feel like I gotta say something. Because if I just leave it at that, I'm gonna tell Jazz because I tell him everything and he's not gonna be happy. So I just was like, why would you even send me that? I have a, you know, a partner and I respect him. You have a wife and you should do the same. Like, you know it's wrong for you to send those kind of things and what you're trying to insinuate. And you need to stop doing that. And so I think he got scared because he didn't even like, no punctuation. He was like, yeah, you're right. It won't happen again. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry. Oh my god. And I was just like, all right then, have a good weekend or whatever. And he was like, have a good weekend. (laughs) I swear the audacity of some people. Yes! And then later he made a post saying happy birthday to his wife. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, girl. I was like, boy, I know you're trying to test out the waters. Like, it's not, I'm not interested. Normally I would just ignore it. I'm not, you know, the type to entertain. But I felt like I had to say something. And sure enough, I told Jazz and he was like, block him. I'm like, no, like, I already told him. I don't have to block him. But I was like, this is too weird. What the hell, man? Like, jeez. I should have been like, send me $100 and I won't message your wife. (laughs) Oh, that would have been good. Uh... Anyways, this is a lot of um, sidetracking. This is 30 minutes worth of material. Yeah, it'll be cut down to like 15. Very true. There's so many. And <laughs> I hope you guys all like our beginnings. We keep it to anywhere between 10 to 20 minutes. Just I like to talk about other things other than spooky shit. Yeah, because you all are our friends. I hope You're you guys spooky enjoy friends. it. Yeah. yeah. So it's we like to keep you all updated. Even you up in Belgium. Yes. Even our friend in Belgium. Yeah, so to all of our listeners, hello. Thank you for listening and thank you for being our friends and sticking around. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) All right, let's get into this episode. I don't know who... Please don't say me. No, it's me. Oh, thank God. Yeah, no, I'm actually really happy to go first because then I can rest my voice. I was going to say, even if it was me first, I was going to suggest we break the pattern just to get you in there first. Yeah, I've been drinking like so much water in my throat hurts so much. We're on the same page. Mm -hmm. We are on the same page. Yeah, last episode two weeks ago, Jasmine mentioned that it is a potpourri episode. So I am... Getting into the festive holiday spirit. So I will be telling a Christmas story. I think this whole month I'm going to be sticking to like a more festive Christmas type thing. And I do say Christmas just because I grew up Catholic, so I celebrate Christmas. But who knows? I might find some other holiday stuff. All right. 
<clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <laughs> All right. So it's actually funny because I had this like intro written down and now I don't know if I can do it because my voice is like hoarse, like super hoarse. So I was going to like whisper and try to get into the storytelling mood. So I'll try. <clears throat> Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Except, wait, what was that? Could it be jolly old St. Nick? Or perhaps something a bit more sinister? Mwahahaha! Dun dun dun! I feel like that's how I would tell a story to like my nephews. <laughs> All right, so I will be covering Frau Perchta, and I hope I'm saying that right. And so when you think of her, she's kind of like in the sort of the same sort of realm as, you know, St. Nick, Krampus and other holiday deities, I guess. In modern lore, she's often referred to as the belly slitter and is used as a way to really scare children into behaving. But it's really important to note that her origin story is not like that at all. And actually, she was considered a goddess in Alpine paganism. So think of Upper Germany and like the Austrian Alps. In Old High German, her name is said to mean the bright one and is related to the name Birchtentag, which means the Feast of Epiphany, which is celebrated on January 6th. However, there is also a different etymology or like a different, I guess, theory for the etymology with her name being closer to the verb Pergen meaning hidden or covered, I'm personally going to go with the former and say that she's the bright one because I think she was done dirty and her name Perchta came later when it originally came from Birchta, which is closer to the Birchtentag. Can't say these words. So then you'll see why I think she was done real dirty. That's usually what happens in these type of stories. Mm-hmm. Anything having to do with what, like a god or, well, like, I don't know. Or like anything to do with like pagan deities yeah. or like gods and anything goddesses. Like, like worship related. I'm sure you can infer where, uh, who intervened to stir the pot a little. Uh, yeah. I will get into that. So she'll make an appearance during the 12 days of Christmas. So after Christmas until the Feast of Epiphany. And speaking of appearances, if you happen to see her, you will most likely see her one of two ways. One, she will be beautiful, white as snow, bright, and generally very ethereal. Or two, you'll see her as basically an old haggard crone. And in a lot of old descriptions, she'll have one very large foot, and it was thought this was symbolic of her being able of her being able to shapeshift into an animal form. So like a, I think it was called like a goose foot or like a swan foot. The whole like shapeshifting into animals. I'll get into that a little bit later. You know, just relating to the forest and animals and wildlife. I, I said that she usually appears or that she makes her appearances during the 12 days of Christmas. During that time, she would know if the children were well behaved or not. So again, similar to other Christmas folklores. If you were well behaved, she would leave a small silver coin for them to find as a reward. But if they didn't behave, she would slit their bellies and fill them with straw, rocks, and pebbles. That's a little, uh, a little harsh. Yeah. I don't know what's worse, the kukui or her. I mean, I feel like the kukui just like eats you. 
I feel like anything that's like a woman or female or feminine is a lot scarier. I think so because it's just, what is it? Like there's less female serial killers because women have more remorse usually. I don't know if that's true or not. I just heard that on Criminal Minds one time and I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. So I like, I don't know, it. like women serial killers and women figures like killing. It's like, oh, that's scary. Yeah. But anyways, she would also slit the bellies of girls who hadn't finished spinning their flax or their wool because it should have been done prior to the 12 days of Christmas. So she seems pretty harsh, right? I mean, slitting bellies. I think I'd be OK with a lump of coal, but I guess that's how you get kids to listen, right? You like, start up the Barbie. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, that's how you get kids to listen. Oh, my God. I'm logging this all in my head in my parenting handbook. Ooh, how do I get my kids to listen to me? Mm, behave or they're going to, or like Frau Perch is going to slit your mm-hmm. belly. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to like, you know, spin your wool because <laughs> I want to farm and we'll probably have sheep. Actually, we probably won't. We'll just have, we'll have goats though for sure. Anyway, I mentioned that her being the belly slitter was relatively new lore and that she was done dirty. So I will be taking a step back. In Germanic pagan tradition, Frau Perchta was referred to as Birchta or Bertha, like I had mentioned with her name earlier in the etymology, and she was originally a goddess. Going a little deeper, she was there to protect women and children. So, you know, it kind of reminded me of like the, it just reminded me of the demon that you covered. Who was it? Uh, I don't want to say his name or say its name. I mean, I know what it Started is. With P. We're going to say that. Yeah. We don't need any errors with our um, audio. (laughs) No, no. And just reminded me of that one because that demon was like a protector of, you know, women and children. Yeah. But it was still a demon. But I mean, this chick, she started off as a goddess, you know? Anyways, she was a lady in white, but not one of those creepy ones that go around and like haunt peoples and places. She was just really majestic and bright. And she was associated with nature and watched over the wildlife in the forests and was a spirit guide who led the deceased to the afterlife, notably helping guide and care for children who died in infancy. So like she was like pretty dope, right? She had this totally cool duality thing going on, you know, the liminal space between life and death, safety and danger. And really, that's when we see her, you know, in the time between the years. With this narrative, it was still possible to see her as an old crone instead of a beautiful lady but she wasn't a belly slitter yet and actually a lot of women looked to birch stuff for comfort infant mortality was high during this time and it was really nice knowing that there was someone who would watch over the children or like the children's spirit who unfortunately passed away especially if they hadn't been baptized or christened yet so you know she was respected she was respected feared you know it was she was a cool chick So she seems like a pretty cool lady, and you're probably wondering, how the hell did she get the name The Belly Slitter? And that's actually pretty easy. Catholics. Of course. Because why wouldn't it be Catholics? Again, I'm not hating on the religion. It's just a common theme, and historically they have not been very kind to the pagans or a lot of other religions. Or anyone who's not their people again no hate right now it's just historically this is what happened i always think of this like short story that i read about like the idea is these people going it's like a priest telling a person that lives out 
I don't want to call them what the story said because um, I, it's considered a slur. But you know the people with the igloos and yes, I don't I don't know what their what the correct term is for them. But the story says that other word, and so he's like telling the priest is telling them about God and heaven, hell, the devil, and all that. And this person is looking real sad, like oh, and he tells the priest. If you hadn't told me, would I still go to hell? And the priest is like, no. And he's like, so then why did you tell me? Like, why did you expose me to this? Yeah, like you exposed me to this when my life was fine before you came along. Anyways, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. During the 6th century, so super long time ago, Catholics held a lot of power over the Bavarian area and insisted that pagan rituals and practices be renounced. But, you know, women want... To know that their baby's spirit will be protected and taken care of in the afterlife. Especially if Birchda is someone you grew up hearing about. It's such a fragile time. And honestly, anywhere you can find any sort of solace and comfort, you know, it's a win. And Birchda definitely provided that for these grieving mothers. During this time, however, the church would accuse people of praying to Domina Perchta rather than the Virgin Mary. Fast forward a few centuries and it's now the 12th century and the church is still insistent on renouncing pagan practices. They've begun calling Perchta Perchta, so replace the B for a P because Perchtin are terrifying monsters and they're making Perchta into a terrifying beast essentially she was no longer a beautiful lady in white but rather only an old crone with a hooked nose who carried a knife in order to slit the bellies of anyone who dare cross her local people still respected her though because she was so culturally significant and it got to the point where in 1468 the church outlined the cult of Perchta in the thesaurus Popernum which is a collection of acceptable practices, medicines, and recipes that the church had compiled over seven centuries. So, you know, I'm assuming it's just kind of like, these are the pagan practices that um, we're okay with, but everything else, no, get rid of it. No, we're not okay with this. You will go to hell for this. Again, that's just me talking because I didn't look <laughs> look it up. It's been a rough, it's been a rough Sorry. week. And with this being outlawed, no one was allowed to leave any offerings for Perchta during Christmas time. And as we've seen so many other times, you really don't want to cross the church. To further emphasize this, over 100,000 people were accused of witchcraft between 1450 and 1700, with many of those people dying. And now that they've succeeded in eliminating any positive position she may have had, it gets easier to shift the narrative into something unpleasant that worsens with each generation. As time passed, more stories came to be and they eventually ended in Birchta turning into Frau Perchta, a Christmas hag who captured kids and killed them. The church had succeeded in turning her into a female Krampus. And as I mentioned before, the church had really done a number on instilling fear into the locals And I mentioned it a few weeks ago with the Oswangs. Fear is a huge motivator when it comes to influencing communities of people. So the church really succeeded here. It took some time, but by 1750, 
Birchda was now only known as Frau Birchda, the belly slitter. So her transformation was complete nearly 300 years ago, and we know folklore is constantly changing. So just quickly, here are a few things to note in current depictions of her. So she's still a belly slitter if your spinning is not finished, but also if your house is not clean. And in a lot of like German households, it's still a huge tradition to have your house clean during this time. If I have any, if there's anyone like German out there listening, please correct me if I'm wrong. This is just... I wish I would have known this. I could ask a girl I used to work with who's currently living in Germany. Yeah, it's like super cool. And I'm just like, I don't know much about German culture. Like, yeah, at all. So if anyone has anything to add, please let me know. I will be more than happy to correct any information and just learn. But oh, if a child is a liar, she will scrape their eyes out with glass. And so now old traditions are making a comeback. During the 12 days of Christmas, perched in performances are put on. But from what I gathered, a lot of these are in place for tourists and travelers. Regardless of why these performances are put on, they're still put on. And Birchta has not been forgotten. Although she is now depicted as an old crone who slits the bellies of disobedient children, she may be making a comeback as a lady in white as more of her history and her lore is being spoken about. So I guess it's not really too spooky, but like her origin story is not spooky at all. She's pretty cool. I like her origin story. She's she's pretty fucking dope. You know, and I think there needs to be, or I think there's like, there. I personally, I think there is like some cosmic balance in the universe. So it's really cool to like have this goddess that has this like sense of duality. So I think that's really cool. So her origin story is not spooky at all, but she was turned into something absolutely horrific. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but that is it. Of course, they gotta go do that. I tried keeping my story really short just because my throat hurts so much. You're totally fine. We've all yeah. Been my here. throat is like shot. At least, at least you did this. Woohoo! Yay! <clears throat> I just high fived myself for those of you uh, who can't watch me, which is all of you. Duh. <laughs> Except me. Yes. You know what I realized? We nobody knows what we look like. Are we ever gonna show them? I don't know. I mean, everyone knows that you have curly hair. Very true. I currently have blue hair. I have blue hair and I'm pregnant. But you won't be, maybe, hope, I don't know. We might be the day that we decide to. Decide to what? Do a face reveal. A face reveal? I mean, I'm, people can find us, though. <gasps> I don't know if my account is really, like, tied to our spooky account. Are you following us on our spooky account? Yeah, I follow you, but... We don't have very many followers. If someone were, were to just look at our follower list. Oh, uh, and we do share our episode. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So I don't want anyone to know what I look like. Why? I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I don't care. I was like, I don't care. The way I see it, if somebody's trying to do something shady to me, they will find a way. I'm over here. I'm just like, just leave my kid and my husband alone. Do you want my, my, all the information on my bank accounts? Here you go. I'm so in debt. Take all $2. I don't even have $2. I have negative dollars. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a bunch of student loan debt. You want my information? Yeah. Take it. I have what? nothing. My debt. Take it. You want my debt? Take it. That's all I have. I have debt to my name. Well, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say something about 
what you talked about, but I don't remember. I talk about a lot of things. About your story, though. Mm-hmm. I-, I liked it. She's a cool chick. I feel like the more we do this, I need to find something that's like very scary because the more stories we tell the more we notice that they have the same root and a lot of them are driven to scare children uh-huh like growing up we heard the yorona a lot the woman in white white the weeping lady and even now telling the story it can be scary but then you hear that story and then you hear kukui and then you hear this one and when they, and you're like, a lot of them is like the same root thing. Because, you know, what's the scariest thing of all? What? Kids. Oh. And parenting. <laughs> I wouldn't know. So it's like, how do you get your kids to listen? You scare them. Yeah. Okay, I'm not for scaring your kids. No, 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 no. no. Do not traumatize your kids. Please do not do that. <laughs> I'm not condoning anything. But, you know, back in the day, you got to... You, they were learning. Sometimes you gotta tell a little fib. I get it. Yeah, or like... Well, <clears throat> are you about to try to do your nails? You better put that away. It is 11.30. Can I just do one? No, no, Alex. No, don't do it. Don't do it. You're not gonna be happy. Then you're gonna wanna continue. Then, no. They're put away. All right. So my story, a story that became very popular a few years ago. So this one starts with Adam Ellis. He lives in lives or lived i didn't really look at an update but from new york living in his you know apartment um and this story starts on august 7th 2017 this whole thing happened through twitter and as of now some of you might already know what this is about our story starts with adam ellis tweeting one day in 2017 so my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child and he's trying to kill me he started appearing in dreams but I think he's crossed over into the real world now. The first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. He had a huge misshapen head that was dented on one side and he proceeds to show a picture of him. He tried his best to draw out this child and shared it on Twitter. All of this you can look up as well if you want to see like all the pictures and videos that he shares. For a while he just stared at me, but then he got out of the chair and started shambling toward the bed. I couldn't move because I was paralyzed. I have sleep paralysis fairly often. Right before he reached my bed, I woke up screaming. I had another dream a few nights later where I was in a library and a girl came up to me and said, You've seen dear David, haven't you? I was like, who? And she said, dear David, you saw him. She continued, he's dead. He only appears at midnight and you can ask him two questions if you said, dear David, first. Then she added, oh, motherfucker, midnight's in 30 minutes for me. (laughs) Sorry. Do you watch Rick and Morty? I've seen some episodes, but never, I don't know if I've heard that. Maybe I have. I'm pretty sure it's Mr. Poopy Butthole. He goes, (laughs) Then she added, but never try to ask him a third question or he'll kill you. I was very shaken. Having two dreams about the same thing is pretty weird. Anyway, a couple of weeks passed by without incident. Then David came back in another dream. Sorry, the whole like, you're like, or he'll try to kill you. Like, I gasped. I've heard this story. I've heard this too. I know this story. <laughs> and you telling it, I'm just like, <gasps> I know. Oh my God, I was the same next? way when I was redoing it. Then David came back in another dream. Same situation. I was in bed and he was sitting in the rocking chair near the window, staring at me. In the dream, I say, dear David, how did you die? He mumbles an accident in the store. I say, Dear David, what happened in the store? He groans. A shelf was pushed on my head. I'm frozen with fear. I ask, who pushed the shelf? 
David doesn't answer. I realize that I've asked the third question, which I'm not supposed to do. At that point, I wake up absolutely terrified. Pendejo. However, he didn't say Dear David when he asked it. That's something I've always, like, thought of. Yeah, but still, do you really want to, like, yep. risk anything on a technicality? So the next couple of days, he Googles deaths in the city. And he tries to see if he could find a kid named David that died, a kid dying in a store, all of that. And he even tries to use different names that start with the letter D, like Daniel, Dylan, Devin. And he wasn't able to find anything. So a few weeks go by without incident. So he goes to explain that randomly the apartment above his is vacated and he has the opportunity to move into it. It's a larger apartment. So he's excited for the opportunity. Another month or two goes by and he forgets about dear David. And he thinks that maybe he lost track of him since he moved apartments. And then he goes to explain something strange is happening. For the past four nights, my cats gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it. Almost like something is on the other side. And he shares a picture of his two cats at the front door and they're kind of like hunched over like if they're trying to look under the door last night i got a weird feeling and looked out the peephole and i'm dead certain i saw movement on the other side when i opened the door and turned on the hall light nothing was there but my cat seemed unnerved bushy tails and all the the works so he says and that's where i am now so he's explaining over the last few weeks like what's happening and now he's kind of in present time so he says dear david found me i think I don't know what to do, but I'll keep you updated. So he gives an update the next night, around 9 p.m. He says, For the sixth night in a row, my cat has walked over to the door promptly at midnight and stared at it. So it's midnight and he shows a picture of his clock and his cat at his door and the cat's looking up at the door like he sees something there. So he says, What's going on? And he shares a video of his cat. Cat's looking at the door. He's meowing. It's like he sees something or knows that something's on the other side. So Adam takes a picture through the peephole because he's too scared to open the door and he he feels like he sees something so his next tweet he shows the picture through his people and then he shows a picture with the door open this one it, it kind of looks like there's something kind of at the you know at the stairs like peeking up because he has a, a sh like a cabinet kind of blocking off the stairs but you see like the very first step so it looks like there might be something there but it's kind of hazy because of it's a picture through a peephole um and he tries to zoom in feels like there's something there so he says that he dead bolted the lock and he got in bed because he doesn't know what to do but he could still hear his cat meowing at the door what the f did you hear that on my on my end I did hear something. What was that? I have no idea. Your audio changed. Like, it sounded more clear. I don't know. There was some noise going on. My dogs freaked out. Oh, okay. They're like on high alert right now. So then the next night, August 9th, 2017 he says that it's a pretty quiet night so he's gonna try one of those sleeping apps that capture any noise and see if anything happens and he shares a picture that his cats are at the door again and they only do it in the middle of the night it's now becoming a routine for them he shares a video on august 10 of his cat again at the door meowing looking expectantly at the door and then he shares another video where his second cat now is at the door because at first it was just the one cat now it's both of his cats. So in the comments, people are suggesting that he tried different things, which he ends up trying to do. One picture, he shows that he puts like salt at the front of his door. And he's like, am I doing this right? Since salt is supposed to ward off these things. And then he shares a yet another video explaining that Maxwell, which is seems to be the cat that's most affected by this, 
is very talkative and he's meowing at the door a lot, looking at Adam like he's trying to tell him something. The next night, August 11th, he shares a tweet. I used the sound app to record my apartment last night. It makes individual recordings each time it hears something. There were 33 recordings. So out of all 33, it was about two or three that he felt like he heard something. On one of them, it's like a staticky noise. On another, you hear like a clank sound. Like as soon as it goes off, something like clinks. And then you hear like a shuffle or like somebody moving. Or or, I mean, somebody taking a, a step. And that's it. It's just like three seconds, five second long videos. So he explains that that happened between two and 3 a.m. He has no explanation, but he's just gonna keep recording and seeing. A few days later on August 13, he says that something weird happened, but he says, take it with a grain of salt. I bought a Polaroid camera this weekend because they're fun and dorky. So I decided to take a few photos around my apartment. Polaroids are stupid and fun and inherently sort of creepy. I didn't expect to find anything and for the most most part, I didn't. I took a couple of pictures of my living room and bedroom and he shows um, in his bedroom the rocking chair where he first sees David. Just a green, a green chair and he's saying the pictures are pretty unremarkable, nothing interesting. Then he goes into the hallway and snaps a picture of the hallway like where his front door is and the Polaroid develops completely black no picture no Mm -mm, nothing mm -mm. so he opens a new pack of a fresh pack of the polaroids and they're all just you know white so he's like okay so he thought maybe he accidentally covered the camera lens with his finger so he decides to take a picture with his finger covering the lens out of the two one of them is the one of his hallway it's completely black the one where his finger is over the lens is like hazy like it's black because obviously it's his finger covering it but it's hazy like you see like markings kind of like how what how it looks when you cover a camera with your finger and the other one's like pitch black so he says this could be nothing i'm not sure what to make of it so at this point everybody's like uh we need more proof because this is happening in real time they want to know so he decides to upload a video And in the video, he's walking around with the Polaroid and he takes a picture of his living room and a couple, he takes a couple of pictures, you know, they develop and they're normal. He opens the door and takes a picture of the hallway, black. So then he takes a step back and he takes like a picture of the doorframe from far away. And you see everything around the front door, like the inside of his apartment, you see the TV, you see the cabinet where the TV's sitting on, on the side, you see like everything that is in his apartment. But the door frame that leads outside is completely black. Mm -mm. He says, honestly, I don't know why I'm still fucking around with this camera. There might be a logical explanation. And that's when he takes pictures from far away. Oh, he also took a picture with his phone. So you could see what the door frame looks like. And the hallway is completely lit up. Like, it's not dark or anything. It's a hallway. He doesn't control the light out there. So again, he tries to take some of his followers advice. And he uses sage and goes around his apartment. Now, one thing is sage is very um, commonly suggested to ward off any type of negative energy. I don't know if a lot of you know, sage is actually not as strong as people think. It's actually very weak to use. It's suggested that you try using other things besides sage or if you're going to use it, pair it up with something stronger so that it works. Otherwise... Using sage to try to cleanse your apartment is like 
trying to put out a fire with a glass of water. It's not really going to do anything. He tried it and it did not work. He said, honestly, sage doesn't seem like it'll help much, but I'm open to anything. I barely slept last night. On August 14, he says, I kept waking up feeling like something was wrong about the sage. Like he's saying it didn't work. It felt like something was wrong. He says that he hasn't dreamt about David in a few months, but he appeared again last night. So he says, in the dream, my bedroom was filled with hazy smoke but I could see David sitting in the chair across the room. He was smaller this time, almost shrunken. He didn't do or say anything except look at me. Anyways, it feels like a bad omen. You think? I know, right? A few days later, he tweets, It's been two weeks and he still does this every night at midnight. Maxwell, the cat that seems to be taking more most effect on this. It's been two weeks that he keeps going um, to the door. So he says other weird stuff has been happening. I've been recording myself sleeping and it picks up this weird static electricity sound every night at 3 a.m. It lasts about five minutes. This morning, I woke up to the whole house shaking. It felt like a small earthquake. He said he did debate mentioning that because it could just have been a small earthquake. He doesn't seem to have any backup to support it nor deny his house shaking. So so yeah, he's like, take it as you will, but that's how I woke up. So he says it's just a bunch of small things and he mentions that there's a thunderstorm coming. Everyone's suggesting that he moves, but he doesn't want to do that because that doesn't guarantee that he'll get rid of this entity. He doesn't know if it's attached to the apartment or to him. Thunderstorm is supposed to be happening. So at this point, he's completely spooked. And he said that for the first time ever, he actually felt unsafe in his home. On Friday night, there was supposed to be a huge storm. In the end, it passed, but the night was bizarre anyways. I fell asleep pretty early. I was incredibly tired for some reason. I had a dream that night where David was dragging me by the arm through an old abandoned warehouse. I'm not sure why I didn't fight back in the dream or how he was strong enough to pull me. But that's dream logic. It was a creepy dream, but I didn't think much of it when I woke up. I took a shower and then I noticed something. I'd woken up with a huge bruise on my arm. So near his wrist, he has a bruise. And you can see, it doesn't look like a bruise because he has a very hairy arm. Sorry, Adam. (laughs) But it is a lot darker than his skin tone. I mean, he's, you know, he's very light skinned. So he says, now look, maybe I injured myself. He's trying to be very logical about all of this. Maybe I heard it the day before and I just didn't notice and now it's sore and now the bruise appeared. But, and oh, and he says maybe this manifested the dream because that's happened to all of us where we manifest dream from an event that happened in the last few days. So he's trying to be logical about it and not think too much of it. So he's, he says he went to go get coffee the weekend. So this happened Friday, the next day, Saturday. So he went to go get coffee, which is something that he does every weekend. So he says, when I walk to the coffee place, I always pass a food cart repaired, repair depot. It's always incredibly busy, especially on weekends. I've lived in the neighborhood for over four years and the place has always been jam packed with carts getting serviced. But today it was completely abandoned. The whole warehouse was totally gutted and empty. And he shares a picture of the warehouse The door's open and it's black. Nothing is in there. Completely empty like he described. He says, well, almost empty. I went inside to look around because I was astonished that this place was suddenly empty after all these years. And basically the only thing in the entire warehouse was a single green chair. If you recall, David first appeared in the green rocking chair. It could be nothing, 
but it's weird that that's really the only thing that's left behind. So he goes to get his coffee and on his way back, the warehouse had been shut. The door was closed. So he says that, you know, the chair, the bruise, him dreaming about an empty warehouse and then passing by that one being completely gone. It just really gave him the creeps. So he couldn't really sleep that night and... Then he really started to think, these are just too many coincidences for it to be nothing. A couple of weeks after starting all these tweets, he says that there's some weird, some small developments that are starting to happen in his apartment. So his cats usually gather at the front at the front door at midnight, but he's saying that now they're gathering earlier and earlier every single night. What used to be close to midnight became close to 10 p.m. So he was a little confused on what was going on there, but he was like, oh, well, this is happening. Around 10.30 after the cats have been hanging out at the front door, Adam says that he started getting phone calls from an unknown number, unknown unmarked number. Doesn't say all it says is no caller ID on his iPhone. And that's all that his history looks like. And they're all red, so calls that he's either denied or hasn't answered, except for one that he did finally answer. So he thought maybe it would be like an automated telemarketer, so he answers the phone and it's just quiet. And he figured if I answer, eventually they'll stop calling since I already answered and didn't say anything. So he says it's quiet and all of a sudden he just hears like a, an electrical static sound. Very similar to what his sleeping app has been picking up. So after a minute it stops and it's just silent. So he keeps listening and he says, I heard what I thought was breathing but it was so faint I can't be sure. My heart was racing so it was hard to hear. So just as he was about to hang up, he hears a small voice whisper. Hello. Something about the way that he said hello really freaked him out. Because it wasn't a question and it wasn't a greeting. It wasn't hello and it wasn't hello. It was just hello. just statement. And he could barely hear it, but it really freaked him out. So he hung up, closed all the curtains in the apartment. He turned on all the lights. Like, uh, he's not about to be in the dark and he watched TV until dawn because he was just too scared to go to sleep. He says that he's looking, he's taking into account every single situation. Each one individually has a logical explanation, but group them all together and that's too many coincidences for it to be logical. He says that he moves the green chair out of the bedroom and it's just been sitting in different parts of the living room. It's been moving back and forth. He's saying that he should probably get rid of it, but he doesn't know if that's going to change anything. Um, and that in a few in a few weeks, he's going to be going to Japan and he hopes that him being gone for a few days is going to confuse David and maybe make him go away. Or make him angrier. When he first moved, nothing happened for a few days because he figured that David lost him and was like, where'd you go? And then he found him. So he thinks maybe when I go to Japan, he's going to think I left and then he'll leave. So he th he decides to buy a pet monitoring camera so he could, you know, keep an eye on his cats while he's gone. And he installs the nanny cam before he leaves so that he can get a feel of how it works and all that. So it's motion censored. Anytime any kind of movement goes near it. It's going to throw him a notification. He says that throughout the day, it shows him motion from his cats. But around 11 p.m., it alerted him, detected motion. And when he checked the feed, he didn't see anything. He checked it again. He didn't see anything. Or I'm sorry, not 11 p.m., 11 a.m., I believe. 
So when he looked at the feet a third time, the chair is in view. All these videos that he shares from the nanny cam are about 50 seconds to a minute and a half long. So as he shows the video, the chair starts to rock back and forth, back and forth for about 20 seconds until eventually it stops. So he's freaked out by this and he turns off the camera. An hour later, he gets another alert. Same view. Next to the chair is a tall cabinet. And above the cabinet, he has a turtle shell nailed to the wall or hanging on a nail on the wall and the shell falls. And that's that. At first he didn't notice, but when he looked at it again, he was like, what the hell? And the shell just fell on the floor. So he freaks out. He puts the chair in the hallway and he's like, all right, I'm not trying to see this anymore. He shares a video a couple of days later of his cats um, just hanging out in the living room and Maxwell it looks like he jumps over something like something got in his way and he kind of like leaped over it and looked at it like okay so he thinks that's really weird and he ends up showing another recording of maxwell on the couch and he's sitting with his paws up and like on his butt and he's looking around the room and, and it looks like he's looking at something adam is explaining that he doesn't have bugs he doesn't have flies like nothing's in there to kind of to be small enough where the cats notice it but the camera doesn't pick it up so he's like that's really weird and the cat looks like he's trying to like swat something like if he's playing with something so the cats are very you know like affected by all of this um later on in september he's saying that he's starting to have dreams again they're way more intense than his usual dreams and it's really starting to stress him out so he says, this afternoon I took a nap and had a dream I haven't been able to shake. In the dream, I was laying in bed and rolled over to face the other direction. On the pillow next to me was a severed head with a bloody spine attached, snaking down the bed. The head was staring right at me, somehow still alive. It had this huge smile plastered on its face. Horrified, I screamed, what happened to you? The head smiled even bigger. It feels great, the head groaned. After that, I woke up. It was dark outside by then, and everything was quiet. He says that he's had other dreams where he sees dark figures staring in the win like through the window, even though he lives on the second floor. So all these dreams are just making him really uneasy. So one day he decides to go on a walk, and he wants to go to a uh, store a few blocks away just to get some snacks. So he has to pass by the warehouse that was empty. Since it freaked him out, he just like rushed right past it. But when he passed it, he heard like a dull thunk from the other side. So he froze in place and was like, okay, what's, what is this? So there's a grated window next to the doors and it's too high for him to see. So he grabs his phone and turns a flash on and raises his hand up to the window and takes a quick picture and just runs like he books it home. At this point, he had already gotten his snacks. So he was on his way back home and he just books it and decides to look at the pictures later. In the picture, you see like a chair and then you see like all the wall insulation just like all over the chair. Doesn't look like anything much, but when you look at one of the, the right corner it looks like a face but mind you this is in the dark it's not something that you can see right away you have to like move your phone around so like me i moved my laptop around and you can see like a shadow of a face what day is this again this is on september 16th so it kind of looks like when you have like a bright light in your face and then you kind of see like flashes of figures in your eyesight it kind of looks like that but once you see it, you cannot unsee the face. Oh, fuck. I see it. Yeah. It's creepy, huh? Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? I know. I, I felt the same way. <laughs> so the day comes 
that he takes his trip to Japan. He leaves and, you know, while he's there, he does all his sightseeing and everything. He bought a, I don't know if this is a votive or a votive? V-O? Votive. Votive? Okay. I was like, is it a fancy word or is it just votive? <laughs> I think it's I think it's votive. Okay. So he found a, one of those at the shrine that he was at. And it just says, please protect my cats while I'm away from home. He doesn't want anything bad to happen to them, of course. So finally, a couple of weeks pass by and it's his last day before he has to leave. So he decides to go for a walk and he ends up at a park. And at that park, there's a statue. And he couldn't really find any info on that. But the statue has like all these people on it. And he's circling around looking at all the different people, faces and bodies. And one of them catches his eye and he freaked out. And it's a woman holding what looks like a baby. And the head is like lopsided. I think I don't think that's a coincidence, honestly. Like what are the chances of there being a statue with a head that looks lopsided this is just all too coincidental when adam comes back from japan he shares a picture of him and his cat maxwell and he's just you know letting his followers know hey i just i made it home safely in the picture he's looking at the camera and maxwell i don't expect the cat to be looking at the camera or anything but his eyes um his pupils are like super dilated like when they're curious and he's looking off to the side of the camera and it just really looks like he's looking at something. I know I'm like zooming in on the eyes right now to see if I can find a reflection of something. A reflection? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't read the comments for that post so I don't know if anybody else noticed that but that's just something that I observed. So fast forward to October 14 because halfway through September is when he got the camera went to japan for a couple of weeks now it's a couple of weeks after that and adam says that some weird things have been happening with the electricity in his apartment so first he says that two bolts have burned out in the hallway in less than a week he's just left it alone so sorry i just like fast forwarded and he's talking about the ham and the eggs and that it doesn't even look good but it looks so good to me right yeah. now yeah <laughs> like it's like yeah like right now like it's like yeah breakfast is always good though well no earlier i like i made dinner i made soup and it was really good like i it was chef's kiss i outdid myself on this soup i mean it was super easy but like i i've made the soup like a bunch of times but i never measure anything i always measure with my heart mm-hmm. so hold on Sorry, if there's a weird audio difference, I was having some technical difficulties right now, but I didn't want it. I ate it, but I didn't want it. I wanted pizza and I specifically wanted Pizza Hut pan pizza. And then I saw something, it was an Instagram reel of this dog sitting in front of a subway (laughs) and I want Subway now. And now I'm looking at this picture of these over easy eggs on ham and I'm just like, I I want that. Gary, are you listening to this? Are you listening to what I want? Oh, now he is. But now I'm not going to repeat myself. (laughs) Adam uh, explains that the electricity in his apartment has been acting up. So two light bulbs went out into the hallway. He wasn't going to mess with them. Um, But the weirdest part was that the backlight of his TV was flickering on and off. Now, he added um, those like LED strips on the back of his TV. I, I've never used them, so I don't know if they're all the same, but these are like, you. it's got a USB connection, so he plugged that into the TV. So those lights won't turn on unless the TV is on. If the TV's off, his won't, yeah, they won't go on. So he got up to use the restroom, and when he walked back to his room, he noticed a very faint light. So he got up and went to the living room, 
and the lights had come off. However, they kept flickering on and off, which he thought was very strange because his TV was off. It's nighttime. It's the middle of the night. So after a few minutes of flickering on and off, they finally just go off. So he tests them out, turns on his TV and tests them out to see, but they no longer work. And he's only had these lights for a couple of months, he says, so there's no reason for them not to work. So at this point, he's completely freaked out. It's like four in the morning. He can't go to bed. So he just decides to start his day. That's when he goes to the diner, which are these eggs that Ale mentioned. (laughs) And he goes to the diner and has a little breakfast. And once he's done there, he comes back home, takes a shower, and starts getting ready, you know, for work and to start his day. Uh, So as he's walking around his apartment, he passes by the front door and he hears a faint scratching sound coming from the other side. It was so soft that he wasn't even really sure if it happened so he went over to the door and he says i was too scared to look through the peephole so he grabs his camera and puts it on the peephole you know to see if he could capture anything but he kind of gets some you know uh kind of like a blurry mess it's a peephole it's gonna be really hard to capture anything and he shares this picture But again, just like all the other pictures, you have to really look at it to see anything. And this one I thought was really the hardest picture to kind of to see what the hell he and everybody else was looking at. But once you really focused, you could see like an ear, you could see like round eyes and you kind of see a mouth that looks like it's smiling, kind of like a wide mouth, a wide smile. This is on October 14th. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, because I was just changing the brightness on my computer because I'm looking at it on my I'm looking at it on my laptop so I can't like move my phone to look at it. So somebody points out that to them it kind of looks like the statue that he saw in Japan, the little kid with the lopsided head. Yeah, but his mouth wasn't like that. So I don't see that. I believe there's a video. Um, I didn't look because I'm not playing. Yeah, because I got scared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I'm just scared. Um, okay, I see, I guess it's a gif. Um, I guess it's appreciated because I didn't see it like that at all. Oh, wow. That's a different perspective than what I was looking at. You want to see? Oh, no, I'm looking at it right now, too. Oh, yeah, I guess it does look like that. I see it now. Yeah, I see it. Okay, so the internet people are not crazy. So, like, I thought this was the ear and this was, like, Yeah, me too. And the eye was like above that, kind of above the peephole next to it to the right. Yeah, like right yeah. in there. They're both equally creepy, but in a very different yeah. way. The way I see it, it reminds me of a video game. <laughs> like the way I saw it kind of reminds me of, oh my God, what character is it? Oh my God. It's like on the tip. Like I can see the character. Yeah. It's like a yeah. monster. It's a cyclops, but I can't remember the name or where it's from. It'll come to me later. <laughs> but, okay. Yes. I, I see it now the other way. Yes, it does look like the Japanese little yeah. statue. So after that, he Adam goes silent for about a week and a half. He doesn't give any update. And when he finally does, he says that he had a friend come over to help cleanse his apartment. A lot of self-proclaimed like mediums and self-proclaimed mediums and uh, ghost hunter TV shows were contacting him, but he declined them all. He does not want that kind of attention. And you'll see why that's ironic later. (laughs) He didn't want that kind of attention. He just wanted it to be over. So his friend came and cleansed the place. So for a few days or for, you know, for a while, it seemed like everything had finally subdued. 
His cats stopped hanging out at the door every night. He stopped hearing funny things. He thought it was all over. So this is, he's explaining all of this on October 26th. So 10 days after his last update. Um, so then one morning, he was walking to work and passed by the empty warehouse. But this time, all the metal doors were open. It was just wide open and inviting. And he was like, what's this about? So he takes a peek inside. There's a whole bunch of sunlight pouring in. The warehouse is still mostly empty except for one new thing. There was a hearse parked near the back wall. Oh, fuck At no. this point, the warehouse has been closed for two months. And he has no idea why it's open that specific day. There's nobody around. It hasn't been used. All of a sudden, the day he decides to... I mean, maybe he walks to work all the time, but this particular day, it's there. He's like, okay. Nothing much happened after that until one night around 11 p.m. or so. He was watching TV on the couch and he goes... Adam goes to the dining room to get himself a drink. He noticed that his cats were sitting kind of in the far window in the kitchen and they were just staring out. He says that the windows look out onto the roof of the business next door. So this is a shorter building next to his. And he glances out the window and at first he doesn't see anything. He thinks that maybe they see an animal, something that they obviously can see that he can't and so as you know he's about to crack open a beer he looks out the window again and he notices someone standing on the roof just staring his direction so he freaks out closes all the windows i think turns off all the lights and just like peers over to see if he could see whoever that is and he takes a picture of this and posts it and you see a short like something short low just staring his way I don't know if you're looking at the picture or if you're... I am scrolling. Okay, yes, I'm at the pictures now. So if you look kind of... It's in between the two bowls outside low on the window. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. So when he tried to take a better picture, it disappeared. Nothing was there. So he's so freaked out that he drinks like five beers and just gets completely drunk. Like he's like, I'm out. I no longer want to witness this. So fast forward to November 6th. He says it's been about four months since he last had a dream about David. Finally, that night, he had a dream about him. It was almost exactly the same as the first time that Adam saw dear David. So he says, in the dream, I saw him in a a chair again. I no longer have the green chair in my room. So this time, it was a recliner that I've had for years. He was staring right at me just like the first time. Again, I felt paralyzed and could barely move. But this time, something was different. I still felt mostly immobile, but I could squirm just a little bit. I felt more alert. I could move my hands somewhat. So David glared at me and I dreaded what I knew was coming. He was going to get out of the chair and come toward me just like before. I had to do something. I keep my phone next to me on the bed and I somehow managed to get a hold of it. Mind you, he's dreaming and it's sleep paralysis once again. So he thought to himself, if David is going to kill me, maybe I can at least get evidence on my phone. So he starts snapping pictures in the dark. And sure enough, David crawls down off the chair and begins shuffling towards Adam. He moves slowly like it was hard for him to walk. Adam says, I felt terrified, but I kept taking photos. David limped closer toward me, never taking his eyes off me. Soon I was face to face with him. He started muttering something, too quiet for me to understand. I watched as his eyes rolled back in his head until they were all white. 
I tried to writhe away from him, but I could barely move. I stared in horror as he began crawling up onto my bed, still murmuring something. And that's when I woke up, same as before. Broad daylight, no trace of David anywhere. Mm -mm. At this point, it's pretty much routine for him, so he just gets up and goes to work and the stress of the dream just melted away as his day went by later on in the day he goes on his phone and he notices like black pictures in his gallery and he's looking at them and they're all from that night that he had the dream that he's snapping pictures those pictures are actually on his phone he shares a few pictures and he advises like turn up the brightness on your phone so you can see and on one of the pictures you can see clear as day a small child sitting on the chair across from him oh so creepy and it looks just like the person that he saw outside his apartment a few nights before when the when he was grabbing a beer this child has like a striped shirt and you can see those stripes on that person that was standing outside on the roof it's so scary and he keeps posting more pictures and the child gets up and you could tell they're walking towards him and getting closer Oh fuck! and their head is dented in just like the picture that he shared um when he tried to draw out what david looked like so he's saying that usually you know for all these incidents he's been able to give like logical explanations he's still trying to think logically you know at this point Despite the last few months, he's trying to come up with a solution to all of this. But how do you explain these photos that he doesn't remember taking? There's like no way. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I have the baby monitor pulled up and I just got the notification on my phone that there was movement. Hmm. But my kid is still. Dear David. Fuck no. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go check on her real quick. That's fine. I just popped my head in there. She's fine. So nothing scary going on. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. I was watching your screen making sure nothing funny got in there. (laughs) So that last update was November 7th, I believe. So about a week and a half later, on November 17th, he gives a little update. says that he's alive or he's, he's doing fine. But the reason he's being quiet is because something has started to happen. And he would much rather investigate it first rather than run to the internet to update everybody. So he goes to explain kind of what his apartment building looks like. It seems like it's it's a small building, so it's only two floors. He lives on the second floor. So he shows a diagram. The first floor, then the second floor, and then next to that second floor, or next to that building, is the business next door, which is slightly taller than where the first floor ends, but not you know short enough where if you live on the second floor you could see the roof of this business so you kind of get an an idea so he he measures out there's nobody above him and he measures out the way the building looks and he comes to the conclusion that of between his his ceiling and the roof there's about a three foot gap okay so he says that he is starting to hear movement going on upstairs So when he was tweeting an update the previous time, around November 6th, he heard a thump directly above his head. 
Sorry, I just watching my kid right now. She like got up and she's crawling around her bed and she just picked up a stuffed animal. <laughs> picked it. Oh, she's going to fall off the floor. No, no, no. No, she's standing up. She's walking. Oh, she's just asleep on the bed. I mean, on the floor. <laughs> it's just ridiculous because it's, you know, from the corner of my eye, I get scared. And then I'm just like, oh, just kidding. It's making <laughs> We'll send you a screenshot of what she looks like right now. It's really funny. Sorry, go ahead. So he says that there he heard kind of like something dropped above him. So there's no access to the roof. There is no ladder there's no steps nothing the only thing he was able to find was this skylight in the hallway there's no trees nearby where somebody could climb on them and get on the roof of his building oh my god she said forget that big ass bed next to her she's gonna just lay right there (laughs) so he says the only thing that could maybe give access is a skylight in the hallway but that's it nothing nothing else He says that it's not the pipes. The building's old, but this was a new noise. You know, where when you live somewhere, you recognize the noises that your house makes. And this was something new, so it it really caught his attention. So he starts to think, like, is there any kind of secret crawl space in my home or around my home that I don't know about? He remembers that there's this like um, mysterious hatch in the hallway. So, but it's above the stairs. So it's super high up. It's not easily accessible. If you bring a ladder, it has to be probably like the kinds that you can adjust just because it's right above the stairs. You can't use a regular ladder. Probably like a six foot. Oh, okay. Probably like a 12 foot. Karen, what sizes do ladders come in? Every two feet. Okay. And you can get an adjustable ladder, right? Like an adjust, you have one of those? Okay, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm like, what kind of ladder would you need? It's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to fucking stand on the ladder and go <laughs> up there myself. Fuck that. Even if you couldn't even use a regular ladder. It has to be one of those like adjustable ones, like where you can move the legs up higher and lower on one side because it's on the stairs. Like it's hard to get up there. Oh, I'm looking at, there's a video. Oh, Hey, Gary, can you come here? I'm going to ask his expertise on how you would get up. He's probably like, what do you want, woman? (laughs) So like the way the hatch is set up, it's kind of like um, where the hatch is. It's like a box area. So then it it ends and the wall goes up. And that's how he was. That's how he was able to determine, oh, there's a three foot space because that's the opening of the hatch. And then there's space above that about three feet. Does I, I know that's it's a little hard to explain without seeing the picture of it. Yeah, you can just go, you can go on Twitter and find the whole thread. These are from yeah. November. And so he's like, what is obviously I don't even know about buildings. So I don't know if that's meant. To I'm be calling up in there, a professional. If that's like a tiny attic. Yeah, what would this, is it just insulation? What would, OK, so this is the hatch, probably attic access. How would you get up here? An extension ladder? Okay, so not like an A-shaped ladder or anything like that. See, those are the ones I was talking about. Adjustable ones. And the extension ladder would be easier. That makes sense. And safer. Okay, next question. Well, hell, what do I know about safety? Uh, safety third. <laughs> safety third? And then if you're ever doing anything with um, electricity, you don't need goggles. You just need your safety squints. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes for everything. Okay, I was just, just thinking. Grinder? All right. 
<laughs> no, I was just thinking of that video that went um, viral on like TikTok or something. Like when you are flipping a breaker switch and the dude was like, this is how you like actually do it. You cl you slightly close the panel, put your head on the other side and you flip the switch. And Gary's like, nah, you just need your safety squints. <laughs> safety squints for anything. Didn't you scratch your cornea before? Yeah, yeah, yeah but that was, a, that was a drill bit that went into my that was a oh. drill bit okay and this is why you use your safety goggles anyways okay so this is the hatch what's this just crawl space insulation maybe or it could just be where they kept the kid and tortured okay. him ha! i know nothing about buildings i know nothing about construction i don't think jasmine does anything either no that's why i chose the most unsafe way to get up there not the most but one of the unsafe way <laughs> yeah i have no idea how it would like it probably just like monkey crawl up there or something and carrie's like shut the fuck up alex well i i imagine that when you open the hatch there's gonna be some floor like you can crawl like look up there and there's gonna be some like a small attic you know that's what I imagine. Yeah, I just have to call a professional because, you know, I know nothing. I know. Me I know. So I was like, let me actually call a professional. So he figures, okay, there's access to whatever the hell is making noise up there. So finally, he decides that or people convince him to get a really long pull off of Amazon um, because he keeps hearing like things happening up there. At one point, he heard like a light like clink and then something roll for like six feet before it stopped so he was kind of following the noise around he decides i'm gonna buy a long pole and try to open this and see what the heck is up there um so he goes to good old amazon buys himself a 40 dollar pole yeah he does oh so he goes away on holiday the pole doesn't arrive on time and then he comes back so at this point it's the end of november thanksgiving and all of that before he goes away on holiday he says that it was you know, he was about to fall asleep when he heard a really loud crash up above him. Kind of like if a bowling ball dropped. So he got up right away because, of course, it scared him. And he said that he just felt a weird energy around. Like something was off. Something didn't feel right. He thought about going to look at the hatch to see if he could see anything. But something told him not to do that. He had a really bad feeling. He just describes the noises that he hears up there. A lot of creaking and like somebody walking around for about 15 minutes. Um, and eventually he fell asleep. So the next day is a Saturday. And he gets up. He's going to go get himself a bagel. Have, you know, a little breakfast. And he, as he walks out of his apartment, he notices on the stairs some debris. And it's directly under where the hatch is. So it's like if somebody opened it and some debris fell out so he's like okay um so he looks up the hatch and there's something kind of poking out of the side of it but he doesn't really know what it is he completely forgets about the bagel because that's what he was gonna have for breakfast and he decides to go inside and grab the pole and mind you i think by this time he's already back from holidays so he grabs the pole because the pole finally got there and so he Sets up his phone to show the recording, um, which you can see on his Twitter. It's still there as well. And he kind of just, with the pole, pushes the hatch up to see whatever was sticking out. If it could, like, fall. And it does. It falls. And he goes to oh look at God. it. As soon as you said it falls, it literally fell in the video. <laughs> like, perfectly in sync. It's a small leather shoe. A child's shoe. So he's like, okay something is up there something's going on so he calls his landlord and it's like hey can you come like asap the landlord can't show up right away it takes a few days but he eventually 
goes and he gets up in the hatch and he starts looking around and he's like nope there's nothing in here nothing there everything's empty it looks fine the only thing i found was this and it's a small marble remember a few weeks prior when he heard a small clink and something roll the marble so he notices that the marble has like a weird bump on it and decides to do kind of like some research back in like in the early 1900s they would make the marbles by hand so they would cut them with these big metal scissors which would result in a little bump on the end of it it's an old ass marble (laughs) that's all you need to know Uh, so now he has this old ass shoe and this old ass marble just sitting on his desk after that there is no update for another two weeks this dude loves to take breaks damn adam i'm just kidding he has a life you know (laughs) outside of this and i mean like things aren't gonna happen all the time i'm assuming it's like if it is like something paranormal takes a lot of energy Mm -hmm. to go from like that world that dimension whatever like we're calling it into this one like to manifest into this one it takes a lot of energy so i don't know Mm -hmm. maybe it just takes some time to regenerate Yeah. yeah so after that he gives another update and he says that he thought that finding these two items was gonna make maybe make everything stop but it didn't. He started to feel weird. I feel like it would make it worse. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. Adam, do you not know anything about spooky shit? Apparently not. So he said that he started kind of waking up in the middle of the night, but he was very like disoriented. He describes it kind of when you have a flu and you wake up and you don't know what time it is. You don't know where you are. Like you're just so out of it. And that's how he would feel. And the energy just didn't feel right. It felt like something bad was around. He felt like dread. He was exhausted all the time and he could barely function. At one night, he said that he woke up and it smelled like a candle had just been turned off. He thought about using his uh, nanny cam that he had for his pets, but it didn't reach. So he decides to use his phone and he puts it on a sh- on a tall shelf that he has in his bedroom, about seven feet tall, which gets a really good um, angle of his bedroom. And he starts to take videos of it. Oh, no, no, not videos. He uses an app that takes photos every 60 seconds and it's going throughout the night. His phone battery must be amazing because my phone would have died. The night that he decides to do that, he wakes up with a start. Like he just woke up and right away ran to his phone because he knew like something is here Something must have been captured. He starts looking through his phone and he's sharing these images. And at first, there's nothing there. And then the next few images, he sees Dear David. And he's in the corner staring at him while he sleeps. So as he's progressing through the pictures, Adam gets closer and closer to him until eventually he climbs on the bed and he's staring right at Adam. Like he's standing right in front of him and looking down at him. Sorry, I'm looking at the pictures. I'm looking at the pictures right now and I'm right empty room to the kid standing right fucking there. Yeah. Then the next picture, he looks up and he's looking at the camera. And the final picture that was captured was a head up close to the camera like looking kind of down and the final that final photo is just hair and an ear but it's a small head you can tell it's a child's 
head. Do you see it? I'm like looking at like all the pictures because some of them I'm just like, wait, where's David in this one? So earlier I mentioned that he had gone away for the holidays for Thanksgiving, but that wasn't, I I confused the info. So he didn't go away on holiday for that, but he did for Christmas. So he was, uh, you know, he was happy to get away from his home and yeah, I would too. Be around his family and get some good night rest and just get away from all of that. Oh, sorry. I just got to the one with the, with the, with the hair. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, ma'am. No, no, no. So one of the nights that he's ready to go to bed while he's at his parents' house, he noticed some movement outside. So he goes to his window and he's looking out. He doesn't see anything. And right as he's about to walk away, he just sees something like dash by. So he figures, okay, maybe it's like an animal or something. It's, I think he was in Montana. It's snowing. He'll be able to see in the morning if there's anything, any tracks or anything like that. So he does go out the next morning once there's, once it's daylight. And it is not animal tracks. These tracks look like small human feet just walking around in the snow in the middle of the night. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So he he ends up freaking out. He's like, I'm too scared to do anything. Like, this thing is following me wherever I go. Has that been the case all along? Is it getting more serious? Is David about to take some kind of action? We don't know. Obviously, he's attached himself to Adam at this point because he's in a completely different state. And he's being followed by this thing because that was not the first night that he saw these tracks. By this time, it's already the new year, January. He flies home to New York. The worst part is that after being away for the two weeks, he still feels something in his apartment. And he just feels like something's watching him at night. Just from every corner of his bedroom. And he has no idea. So he's still using the app and nothing's shown up. There's no pictures that have captured anything. He hasn't seen David or anything like that until one particular night. He felt sick that night and was just having nightmares the whole time that he was asleep. So as one of the one of those dreams was David hovering in the corner by the ceiling far off the ground. So he's kind of hovering in the air and he's mouthing something, but Adam can't hear what he's saying. So then he goes and he starts hovering over his bed and he's just staring down at him and his mouth is starting to move faster, but Adam can't move. He's just looking up at him. It's another case of sleep paralysis. I'm going to read his tweet. He says, suddenly he plummeted downward and I felt this huge pressure crash into my chest. I woke up gasping. The wind completely knocked out of me. I sat up and looked around frantically, heaving for air, but there was nothing. When I caught my breath, I retrieved my phone from the dresser. The photo roll showed nothing of note. And when he looks at the photo, you can see David in the moment that he plummeted it down and crashed into his chest. Nope, 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 nope. This was January 2nd. So we don't hear anything from him until January 16th, 2018. This has been months and months and months of this happening. And he says, oh, sorry for the long delay. He's like, I'm back, everybody. <laughs> you can't invite us into your life and not let us know. Yeah. So he says after what happened a couple of weeks ago, which was when... David plummeted into his chest. He said everything stopped. Well, sort of. I wasn't having dreams anymore and I was feeling better. I was sleeping through the night again. Actually, I was feeling great. I still do. Uh Uh-oh. But things have been sort of weird too. It's hard to explain. I'll try, but I don't know if any of it makes sense. 
basically, as good as things have been for the past couple weeks, I can't shake the feeling that something is off. Like I've been sleeping fine and I have lots of energy during the day, but sometimes I seem to sort of lose time, I guess. Like I'll look up at the clock and realize a whole hour has gone by and I don't remember any of it. I wonder why. Okay, Ginny Weasley. (laughs) Or I'll mishear someone and ask them to repeat what they said, but they'll say they didn't say anything. Little stuff like that. But after what I've been through, that's not a big deal. Despite all that, I felt ready to put it all behind me. So on Sunday, I opened Twitter, intending to update you all that it was over, or at least I thought so. I just want things to go back to the way they were, and it seemed like they had. I was writing something to that effect when I noticed I had way more notifications than usual. You know, he explains that he swiped on his notifications. He had all these mentions. The day before, he had posted an Instagram story, and everyone was saying that there was something weird happening with the story. He managed to get screenshots of it from all these people, because the story had expired, so it was no longer there. And he's sharing a picture with his friend. He went to brunch, posted some pictures on his story. They're all just standard, you know, food and his friends and all that, until he gets to one of them that he uploaded. Bottomless mimosas. Hell yeah! (laughs) That is a recipe for disaster with me. Right, me too, girl. Oh my god, same. Oh, duh, I just said it. My brain's not braining. (laughs) Anyways, let's go back to the story. He gets to this one story that he uploaded. And when he put it on there, it was completely normal. There was no error with this picture or video footage or whatever it was. When he goes back to it to look or the screenshot, it's like discolored. Like the picture is kind of messed up. Oh my god, there's Um, like like a face. lines going through it. On his face. And where Adam's face is, you see a face on top of that. And it, it you see mostly an eyeball and it just looks kind of sinister. Because he's a host. He's a host now. Yeah, so the bottom half of the picture has lines and it's like purple and the top half is pink. And that's where you can see that that's happening. And he's like, I don't know what happened to my face. So he's like, um, I know what it looks like what it probably is but i don't know if i care anymore i really just want things to be normal again and things feel normal enough right now i guess i'll keep you updated if something happens so that was on january 16th on january 28th he just posts a random video of his cat it kind of looks like it's down low on the ground and his cat's just looking up at something but it's off frame so i'm not sure if it's like his door or somebody in the room or what but the cat's just staring sitting there there is no context to this video oh my god it's not like two in the morning yeah february 2nd he makes another post everything is fine fast forward to february 13 please don't worry about me i'm okay with a fucking smiley face and everything will be like it was before yeah with a smiley face the next day he shares yet another video of his cat at two in the morning as well yep there's like a bag cutting off half the room it's like a duffel bag or something but the cat's just looking up and looking around the room kind of like i believe that actually i believe that's the front door it's hard to tell because of the bag that's in the way but it looks like the front door and the cat's just staring like right at it he's almost nose to nose with it so fast forward to march 12 for everyone asking if i'm alive i'm doing okay it's been pretty quiet around here lately and i've been trying to focus on work of course i'll keep you updated if anything strange happens but for now i'm staying busy with drawing and other projects and that's the final update that we got about all of this 
Now, there was a few things that people thought were a little interesting. For example, his tweet where he says, everything is fine. There's a double space between the word is and fine. Mm -hmm. And there's another tweet where the same thing happens. And it's something so minor, but it's like a grammatical error that nobody makes. Who? It's not consistent with the way he types either. That too. I know there have been times where I've double spaced something. And I will go out of my way to go back and fix it. I will fix that over a misspelled word or a word that's not capitalized properly. Like I will fix the double space over the non-capitalized. I will always try to fix my mistakes. I hate typos. Well, just yes. personally. Yeah, but like I'm saying as you're typing, if you were to put like I and it doesn't correct it to a capital I, I'll leave it. But if I double space something, I'll fix that. That's something that I just can't allow to stay. And he's just like, everything's fine. No more update. He doesn't even give a proper update. He's kind of like trying to just dismiss everything from before. Like whatever happened before, forget about it. It's over. We're just moving on. Now, the reason why I said it was ironic that he didn't want any paranormal shows to come and document all this is because there's actually going to be a movie made about this. Uh And it's in the works. I'm so excited for it though. Like... Yeah, I really hope they do it justice. Mm -hmm. I think because all this happened on Twitter, I'm like envisioning kind of like a low production film. But I I really hope they make something great out of it. Well, I think Justin Long is going to be starring in it, isn't he? He was the one from Jeepers Creepers. Um, really? Uh I just looked it up and I don't remember seeing that. I'm pretty sure he's going to be starring in it. Let me look. Actually, you might be right. And it's going to be Lionsgate. I think I looked it up when we were talking about it yesterday. It was Justin Long. Yeah. We'll see see what happens and that's the story of dear david it's a very long one but months and months and months of update you know what gets me is that he had said he had tried everything talking to mediums and you know nothing was working cleansing the space i'm like broski did you go to the church exactly i don't care if if you're not a religious person i i don't care what you're anything of that is if something like that is going on Going to the church has to be on your list of things to do. Go talk to a priest. Yep. Like, you did all of that, but that. (laughs) I mean, and it's very normal. It's like, oh, I'm not a believer. Really? Your tweets say otherwise. Exactly. It's very normal for people who are not even part of a religion to turn to it especially catholicism and it's like that's when you turn to it because it's like oh shit like and you know what even if it doesn't work what's the worst that's gonna happen you're gonna feel stupid that you tried something that has enough evidence to prove that it does work and help that's literally the worst that's gonna happen is you might feel dumb like you tried something that you never had faith would work and that was the case What's that one movie? Um, I think it's The Ritual. No, The Right. The Right. With Anthony Hopkins, I think. This guy is at a seminary and it's a few spoilers in here. I haven't watched it in a few years, so I'm probably like way off. But this guy who's at a seminary and who's, you know, contemplating actually going through with like his vows and becoming a priest. And so they send him to go work with a priest who is who performs exorcisms and things like that to kind of you know reaffirm his faith and he's just like i don't know i don't know like i've been losing touch with my faith but then at the end it's like one of the things he says is you know because he's not a believer he's a skeptic and like demonic possession and things like that and one of the things he says he's like i believe in you because i believe in god or i believe in god because i believe in you or something like that it's like how can you believe one without the other i know it's just the way that i see it we live in a world of balance 
everything in uh-huh. our life Same. is about balance. There's something in our lives that, you know, everything we played into the whole balance this and balance that and, well, you know, you have mm-hmm. this so that this can work in harmony and just that's our daily lives. Why wouldn't this yeah, be the same? That That's the way I see it. I kind of feel like if there's one, there's the other, there's yin and yang, there's black and white. Same. No, I think there's needs to be like some cosmic balance. Yeah. Or like, there's this like this cosmic scale out there. That's how I see it too. I don't ever mm-hmm. say no to something. I usually like, I, I'm a believer in a lot of these things. Anything else that we need to add to all this? Yeah. So real quick, um, the Cyclops that I was thinking about earlier, I like, I figured it out, but I didn't want to interrupt your story because I was like super into it. And I was like, it reminds me of like the Cyclops, the Cyclops, this cartoon character. I'm like, I don't know where it's from. If you look up the Cyclops from Hercules... Oh, one of the I think he's a titan. In there. Yeah, that's how I pictured it. That's true. Yeah, which is totally not like the other internet people pictured yeah. the person in the people. If I never clicked on that video, I never would have seen it that way at all. Same. <laughs> yeah, but besides that, I think I think that's it. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit on the long side. I'm so sorry. No, total. I mean, we've been gone for two weeks. We're making up for lost time. Yes, this is a treat. <laughs> but I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Um, same as always, if you have any stories that you'd like for us to tell, any feedback, comments, anything at all, feel free to uh, go ahead and do that. You can send us a message on our Instagram um, it's or an email, spookystateofmind at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you all. Yep. And I think that's, I don't have anything to add. Neither do I. Until next time. Um, I'm not sure what we're talking about next episode. So you're gonna have to wait and see for episode 10. Woo. Yeah, I have no idea what we're talking about either. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week and we will see you next time. Until then, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye.